members are hungry for unity. Mm-hmm. They are hungry for it and all. And it's you can you can just t- you can just tell it's you know I can't um, remember just how many members have come up to me from congregation where I serve at and other congregations like this is how it's supposed to be. So there is a, I think there is a shift. And I, um, and I had even one um, older preacher mentioned that, you know, this may be the shift God is trying to send the church in after COVID, you know, mm-hmm. that, hey, it's time, it's time for the churches to come together and do way more collaboration and definitely be diverse. Patterson and Chris, thank you guys so much for joining us on Faith in the Folds. How are y'all doing this morning? Good, good. Doing good. Doing good as well. Good, good. Well, guys, I'm really excited to have this conversation because it sounds like y'all and uh, some other preachers there in the Nashville area, which is ever expanding, by the way, it feels kind of like the universe, right? It's just constantly <laughs> expanding. Um, but y'all and a couple other preachers there in the Nashville area have done something pretty cool. But before we get to that, I would uh, I'd love to uh, to hear some introductions from y'all. I know Patterson a little bit. I've met Chris for the first time this morning, and so um, you know, Chris, can we start out with you? Where are you preaching? H- how did you get there? How long have you been in congregational ministry? Help us get to know you, sir. All right, my name is Christopher Jackson. I'm from Southern Georgia, Valdosta, the Morgan area. Um, been preaching probably about for 20, 21 years. Past four years, I've been at um, Jackson Street Church of Christ in, in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, this was the first ever congregation that Marshall Keeble started. Um, okay. And so um, historic, historic, legendary congregation. I've been here about for four years. Um, got, got up here, an older preacher had told me about the job opening and I was like, hey, they probably won't hire me, but I'll I'll, I'll try out anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and how and how about it? God, God has a sense of humor. He sent me to um, a church that I, I have the same last name, um, Jackson. I'm at Jackson Street, and my last name is Jackson. And, and I thought they wasn't going to hire me just just because my last name. That hey, we don't want anybody thinking we named the church after him. So. <laughs> 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 but, so yeah. yeah so that's 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 my that's my story and so just just grateful i'm um, just grateful i didn't i didn't go to um went to Valdosta state university and then Truro university for my uh, master's and all so yes great all right i i knew when you said jackson street earlier it's like man why do i know that name i know that name for some reason and yeah it turns out the connection with marshall keeble we have a, a, a gentleman, a retired elder at our wow. church down here in Corpus Christi named Bob Hughes, who okay. was one of Marshall Keeble's students. Wow. He, he traveled wow. around with Keeble and, uh, and it's got some stories to tell that uh, that's for sure. Oh, so man. I'd love to get you guys connected at some point because that. I, okay, I, definitely. He's a real resource. So, well, Chris, glad to, 
glad your uh, church was able to hire you, despite that unfortunate last name. <laughs> 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 Who knew, right? <laughs> Patterson, what about you, man? I, I've had the pleasure to know you for uh, about a year and a bit. Um, tell oh. us, you know, how how did you make it up to uh, up to the states, and how are you? Uh, how are you where you are right now? Oh my goodness, you know, it, it that's that's been a journey in and of itself. Um, you know, growing up, uh, I always eventually saw myself getting into ministry, but not until, you know, maybe well into my, I want to say, 50s, because my, my, my goal from as long as I could remember, you know, I've always been determined to become an elder one day. So, you know, my, my path to ministry, I felt like would have come later in life. I became a Christian at the, at the age of, of 14, not that I didn't desire to become a Christian earlier, but, you know, just several things happened in life, you know, among my family uh, that just didn't allow it to materialize as early as I desired. So at the age of 14, I, I did take the step of being baptized and got involved almost immediately in upfront services, um, you know, door-to-door -door evangelistic type stuff. I had the opportunity to lead the communion table, uh, but my thing, honestly, was singing. So I, I, I took over the bulk of of worship leading at the little congregation where I was at, and uh, you know, just just really fell in love with with people, you know, as a whole. I, I just love serving. I love communicating. I love helping folks, and I, I found myself, you know, I, I felt like I, I did have the gift of encouragement. So, you know, given given the opportunity at one point to either come to the U.S. and pursue a, a soccer scholarship or at the time go to the Trinidad School of Preaching and Teaching, you know, I went the, the route that pretty much took my, my mother off, which was to go to the Trinidad School of Preaching. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it's it's funny because we, we laugh about it now, but in the moment, you know, she, she couldn't understand it. Um, my, my grandmother, the person who was a huge influence on my spiritual journey, you know, she she was elated, uh, but she she often said, you know, there's there's a huge responsibility on, on anybody that desires to preach. So so I went into preaching school at a young age. I think I was 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 20 at the time when I when I went into preaching school, just out of uh college per se, or about to enter into college life. And um you know, everything from the moment I got into preaching school, honestly, Kevin, um, I, I just felt like if I was I was doing something that I was meant to be doing. Yes. Uh, I, I didn't feel at the time that I, I had the capacity to do it well, but I, I did feel a sense of, you know, I, I do feel like this is where I'm supposed to be, even if it wasn't preaching, just helping people, you know, helping people come to Christ, et cetera. Mm -hmm. uh, and so that that just developed throughout the years of, of maybe moving from uh, a student to, you know, eventually into the pulpit. And, and that matriculated while I was in Trinidad into me doing ministry for about 14 years. Until 2017, I had the opportunity to uh, step into a scholarship that Harding University had offered. And I've been in the U.S. ever since. I'm 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 finishing up my undergrad uh, this semester. Uh, it took me a little bit longer than you know anticipated, but God is still good. You know, yes. my my family and I we had some some health struggles with my wife when she was pregnant with our second, 
our second kid and you know I, I just had to slow down for a bit but I, I don't regret anything for one minute uh, uh, you know and so that's that's how I ended up being in the U.S. Um, to this present point yeah yeah and that program that uh, that you're doing at Harding that's is it still like a, a pretty accelerated two-year program it is it is yeah. um you know you you could do it in two years <laughs> if if you have the, the capacity and most people do honestly yeah. um but but Harding has done a, a great job I think in in opening up the scholarship for potential um scholarship recipients to choose whichever biblical path they want to and major they want to okay. so so now We've been blessed to, to receive the scholarship, and we could determine which path we want to take. Whether it's the the the, the, the B-min path that you know you, you go straight from your undergrad into your your masters, mm -hmm. uh, your sorry the B-div, um, or you know several of the the different Bible Bible um, degrees that they have: Bible and missions, Bible and preaching, um, you know Bible and ministry, Bible and you know family and, and family youth and family ministry, you know, so it's, it's, it's an awesome time right now for anybody that's 24 years and older, desiring to, to get into ministry, or maybe if you're in ministry already, and, and you feel like you want to come and, and be further equipped, it's, it's a really exciting time uh, for somebody like that, uh, to have the possibility of, of being a recipient of this particular um, scholarship. Yeah, it's a it's a neat program. I um I've run into a lot of folks over the years who have gone through that program. It's had it's had a bunch of different names over the years, but yes, uh, it has been it, it's been fun getting to catch up with uh, with those guys every year at uh, lectureship. I'm I'm trying to get Chris to to, to take it. <laughs> yes, 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 yes he definitely is. He definitely is, and I've been giving it some definite some serious thought lately. I really have. Well, good. I, I can. Uh, I, I mean, I, I can recommend uh, just as an outsider looking in uh, the quality of education and uh, and everything else that it's uh, it's a really solid program. Uh, Chris, by the way, that reminds me. I I wanted to ask you. Uh, you mentioned kind of how long you had been, you know, preaching and and working in congregational ministry. What what led you into that? Was there a was there a particular person or like what Patterson said, just a, a real sense that you're like, man, this is really what I need to be doing? Yeah, it was a particular person when I was when I was in college, the minister we um the minister at that time was Alvin L. Daniels and he had asked me one night to extend the invitation. And I'm like, hey, I can extend the invitation. I've I've heard a million invitations, you know. And so I <laughs> <laughs> extended the yep. invitation. Then about a month later, he asked me to speak on a Sunday evening. And so I remember put, putting together that sermon and, and speaking. And after speaking, um, it, it felt natural to me. But the confirmation, I think, was that many of the members were coming up saying that God has called you to preach. Um, and so from from there, he he took me he took me under his wings because I was a for, for a long time, I felt sort of like Jonah. Pre preaching was the last thing I wanted to do just from the <laughs> the stress and the pay and just all of that stuff that comes along with it and, and all. And so I sort of I sort of had like my Jonah years that, yeah, I would fill in and speak, but I really don't want to preach. Uh, but he took me up under his wings. Um, he did. Um, Charlie McClendon. 
um, um, the late great um, Arnelius Crenshaw, you know, older men like that took me up under their wings and just showed me different facets of, of ministry and, and encouragement. And they're they're the reason I'm 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 here today. To be honest with you, I'm just falling in love with preaching. Probably in the last few years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I man, I, I totally get that and resonate too with that the kind of sense of that. So like how you called it Jonah years, um, Patterson, I don't know if you know this about me. Um, I, I minored in Greek as an undergraduate student at Harding. I got my bachelor's in history, but I minored in Greek just because I thought it would be fun. Right. <laughs> I didn't know that that was not normal. <laughs> I didn't know that normal people don't do that. And I thought, well, like I'm in, I'm in a history major and Greek is a historical language. So it kind of makes sense. But I, I ended up taking, I, I got a, a master's degree in, in education, master's of science in education while I was also still in Cersei. And so like I was there for six years. And during that time, I took seven semesters of Greek. And I honestly thought for a moment about double majoring in biblical languages. But mm -hmm. what I didn't like was all the all the preaching and ministry classes <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> i just wanted to take the greek and the hebrew <laughs> and eventually landed at the harding school of theology in 2010 and yeah. you know was, was having to take preaching and teach and preaching and ministry classes and things like that so chris i i can relate man i get it uh, <laughs> so, well guys it uh i first heard about something pretty cool that uh, y'all's churches did and uh you know from from my friend mark adams who is uh, there at tusculum church of christ in um uh, in the nashville area and as i've mentioned before on this episode and other episodes mark and i are lifelong friends um mark was actually the preacher here at king's crossing uh, when uh when uh, tusculum finally roped him away and uh grabbed him uh beginning of this year but uh, we um i, pre I appreciate y'all not uh not gloating or anything like that but i i saw mark mention this on facebook and then later saw the write-up in christian chronicles like man this is a cool thing i i want to hear more about this especially from from you guys tell me about this multi-church like wednesday series that y'all did how did that get started what what was it like you know, what were some of the challenges you faced? I, I'd love to hear anything and everything you want to share about this because it, it sounds really cool. All right, I'll, I'll let Chris, I'll let Chris go first. Okay, we, um, all, all five of us, um, Patterson, Mark, Aaron, Joshua, Jackson, myself i didn't leave out anybody did i i think i think i sometimes i i, I forget how to count i felt like that was five names okay yeah but and so it, it started out with us just having lunch together because all of us are sort of new to the nashville area i think i think aaron who was at smyrna church of christ i think he's been here um longer than any, any one of us and so it just started out with us having lunch together chit chatting you know just like a, a day of preachers chilling it as if there was a reality show of preachers chilling we would go to <laughs> different yeah that, that sounds like the beginnings of a good podcast <laughs> yeah yeah and so we, we would go to lunch um we were doing it once a month and just talking just having having a good having a good time since all five of us were were new since all five of us 
was sort of new in the area. And just from there, just over lunch, it was like, hey, how would this be if our churches were able to, to come come together and 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 sort of have, I guess, some type of service or or just something and everything? It would be cool. And uh, and and you know, what what started out as a fantasy in my mind, because I man, it Lord blessed it great man, great people like Aaron and Patterson. And, and man, it was, it was, it was just extremely amazing. It it really was, man. It it really was how how God blessed it, how it came together sort of easily. Uh -huh. Um, you yeah. know, I've I've had older preachers who say that it's it's with the right group of, of preachers because none of us have egos. So it wasn't like, you know, who's who who's gonna be doing and it was it was just amazing. It was just it really was amazing. And so I tell I was telling somebody last night to walk for water. I let them plan and I just tell them, y'all just let me know where I need to be and what I need to announce. And I'll be there and I'm gonna just ride on their coattails. Cause they some some amazing organizers and planners and all. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <clears throat> Definitely. Yeah. yeah, yeah so I, I don't know. go ahead, Patterson. Go ahead. No, I was saying I, I don't know if I have anything much to add to that. Uh, you know, other than saying, you know, like like Chris said, when when we kind of brought the the idea of what would it look like, you know, we 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 started thinking, well, okay, you know, maybe um, getting some of the the youth groups having like a combined youth group camp, and you know, just starting to throw things out, and then. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to remember who maybe have suggested, you know, what about just doing like a, a, a worship, just like, you know, an evening, we'll, we'll, we'll find an evening that, that could work and, you know, kind of just invite everybody out and just kind of see how things go from there. And then it's almost like we went silent for like, what, 20 seconds, like, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. like, no, like for real, like we, we yeah. could pull together like a worship and, you know, have a speaker, have some good singing, you know, just a really good time of, of, of fellowship and worship and praise. And then, you know, maybe have some activities after. So where, you know, people won't rush home, you know, just really get that intermingling going on and have, have members, you know, get to know each other a little bit more. And, and, and that was where, you know, kind of like the light bulb went off. Okay, great. That's going to be it. How, you know, how is it going to work out from, from this point on? And so I think we we kind of settled on at the time, you know, with COVID going on, uh, you know, the Jackson Street Church was still very much concerned about, you know, hosting an event like that. Uh, but they were they were gracious enough, honestly, to to really lend us a lot of their resources. The biggest being Chris, and so the other four congregations we we hosted um, at our locations uh, a specific day, and it was like four four Sundays in a row uh, that we did this. And so it started in Tusculum. The second, the second time around uh, was at Antioch. The third time we went to Smyrna and then we ended, uh, it, it got so big by the time we ended that we couldn't host it at, at Rural Hills Auditorium. Ezel mm -hmm. Christian, uh, Harding Christian School, yeah. they were like, no, well, we already know because Dr. Lindsay Judd, he was there from the beginning. Yes. So, I mean, as soon as we were done in Tusculum, he made a beeline to me. He was like, um, if this continues to grow, I don't think Rural Hill will be able to handle this. Um, you know, we'll, we will be willing to, to donate any and every facility that we have, which would have included the gym, parking wow. facilities, you name it, kitchen, whatever. 
And and they, I mean, he stepped in almost immediately. So the yeah. last event we hosted was actually hosted by Rural Hill inside the auditorium of Ezel Harding Christian School, which is right adjacent. I was going to say, um, for those not familiar, that's literally next door. Yeah, yeah next door, next door. Yes. Yeah. But, you know, but it's 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 the fact that he, you know, as the principal, I don't know how many hoops he, you know, people have to jump through red tape and stuff. But like I said, he almost immediately, first first yes. Sunday, as soon as it was done, he was like, no, um, they won't be able to host this. We, yes. we, we'll volunteer our our services. And and, you know, the, the rest is kind of like history now. Um, yeah. You know, it's 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 been such a blessing, and I, I know Chris yes. could say more about it, but I'll I'll stop there for now. Was there a no. theme to the uh, like to to the lessons, or like, you know, was there like a common thread that kind of ran through everybody's uh, everybody's talk when y'all when y'all would speak? Yes the the common the common theme was um, I think greater together. I know it was taken from Romans chapter fifteen. Um, but the the idea was of, of greater together. So it was just every every um, each lesson was was on some type of aspect of unity and how the church is able to accomplish just more when we come together. Put a, you know, um, and so yeah, and so yeah. So that was like the, the theme, and 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 just to be honest with you, um, I know I can personally say I was I was shocked of the the crowd. I and I, I you know reminds me. Um, it, it reminds me on how God is is able to do seemingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. Because I remember pulling up to the first one, and and I was getting nervous. I was like, I was like, oh lord, oh lord, oh oh lord, oh lord. Because even the traffic was like backed up at Tusculum, <laughs> coming yeah. coming in. Yeah. And and you're you're not used to seeing a crowd that big, especially since COVID and everything. Right. And so this was like a pre-COVID, pre-COVID crowd. And, and are like these on Patterson Sunday State, nights or Sunday mornings? Nights. Uh, so, okay, sorry to interrupt. So, uh, extraordinary crowds on on your, you know, on, on at a time when you expect lesser people. Right. Yeah. Man, that's cool. Wow, that's cool. Right. Yeah. So, right. sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. No, it's okay. And and Patterson, uh, Patterson can chime in. I think we because we, we were saying it probably about three hundred people or something. I think when we yeah. were going out, maybe. Well, well, <laughs> it, it, it was it was it was interesting because to be honest. The, the first event and the third event. So at, at Tusculum that hosted that first event, you know, nearly all the congregations had different groups, youth groups, whatever that were out. So we're like, okay, you know, this is just going to be a nice icebreaker. You know, we're going to have a good time regardless. But but we showed up. I think I think I think um, Tusculum had had catered in their minds for like 500 people. So they, they you know, they kind of catered for that in terms of food. And, you know, right now in Nashville, 500 people, that's a good crowd. Yeah. Um, you know, that's good, that's good singing. You, you, you throw a good preacher in there like, like Chris, who was our preacher for all of the, all of the locations. Oh, okay. Um, so he, he kind of developed the thoughts and, and people that were there from the beginning to the end. I mean, it was, it was great, but, but, but Tusklam soon realized, um, uh, you know, it's 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 more than five hundred people here. I think, <laughs> I think I think the count at, at Tusklam was just shy of seven hundred. Wow, just yeah. shy of seven hundred. It was like six 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 thirty five around there, you know. Uh, and so with with Antioch being you know the second leg, we kind of learned 
just from the, the experience in terms of, okay, this is the type of crowd that's going to be the base going forward. Um, you know, we're going to have to cater a certain amount of food, thinking through the food line, just all the logistics and stuff. And by the time it, it, it swung around to Antioch, I mean, we were, I think we had a little over 700 uh, in, in, in number. Uh, and then the interesting thing is we got to, we got to, we got to uh, July 4th. Yeah, which was Independence Weekend, mm -hmm. and you know, of course, big holiday. So we were thinking, uh, you know, several people were going to be out. Well, listen, uh, Smyrna was packed. Yeah, Smyrna was <laughs> packed. Smyrna was just shy of eight. Smyrna was just shy of eight hundred people. So, you know, we were like, uh, <laughs> we probably need to cater five thousand yeah. people. And everybody and was pumped about freedom in Christ. <laughs> oh my goodness. It, it was it was it was huge yeah. it was huge oh i remember i remember what the what also was the special nature of the event that tusklam hosted it was actually june 19th so juneteenth yeah and and, yeah. and mark mark did i mean an excellent excerpt on on june yes. 19th, the history of it and he tied it in to to this freedom that we have in Christ, man, and that just, that just, I mean, yeah. that, that just, that just took, you know, everything yeah. to a different level, so it was good, it was great. I've seen Mark be able to take what are potentially, and I'll emphasize that word, potentially, controversial issues or topics or things, yeah. and can handle them in such a way to where it's really non-threatening, uh, but also right. convicting and just reasonable and sensible. And yes. uh, wow, what a treat for uh, for uh, for yes. that to happen uh, at that time. That's that's really cool. I, I I had forgotten what I knew it happened a couple of months ago. But I mean, yeah. I, I've I've been in the school system so long that summers don't count. I'm think I think only no, semesters run. <laughs> Our kids are in school, so I'm thinking about uh, semesters. So if something happens in the summer, it's like I don't know when it happened. Yeah. So, well, man, yeah. that's that's neat. And, and Chris, I didn't know you 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 spoke all four instances. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Very yes. Cool. I, I I I did. It was um, Patterson and Aaron's idea. Um, you, you know, I was so skeptical at at first, but 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 like I said, um, it I I I think it ended up being a great idea, even if it wouldn't have been me as the speaker, because I think it built some type of consistency, mm -hmm. some type of um getting to know the crowd you know getting to know the crowd sure. and, yeah. and everything um but but yeah it was um Aaron and Patterson's idea and and um, like I said I would have been content just doing security man or just chilling you know <laughs> or just chilling and all um it, uh, it, it, yeah. it, it, it all yeah well so the theme was uh, taken from Romans and yeah. uh it, greater together right yes uh -huh. and, and, and and as you talk, go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt. I'm a, I'm gonna uh, actually find the scripture in Romans. I know it's in Romans 15. Yeah, just... yeah, no, that's fine. I'll uh, normally I'll I'll tell everybody, okay, we're gonna be into you know act such and such, and then I'll just kind of riff for the next couple of minutes, <laughs> and I'll I'll even say it's like, okay, now that I've given you time to find that Bible verse, all right, let's get into it. Oh um, I I like that. I like that. What how this came about is that. It was five ministers, five preachers, five ministers who happened to be preachers who were realizing 
hey, you know, it would be good for us if we could have some time to spend together with other guys who are in the same boat and uh, maybe facing similar challenges. You know, yeah. even though Mark is uh, still pretty new at Tus, Mark is still pretty new at Tusculum, but he's you know he he's from Nashville. He's he ministered yeah. up at Old Hickory for. Uh, I think 10 or so years, uh, seven, 10 years, something like that as an associate, which is you know, code for youth minister. And um, he did, you know, he, he did that. So like, he kind of knows the area, but Tusculum yeah. is new to him. Yes. And to have you other guys at uh, Patterson, I think you've been at Antioch for less than two years. Is that right? Oh yeah. I mean, this, this past June was my, my first year, Oh okay. Uh, you know, my anniversary year. So I, I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm new, new. New yeah. yeah. Um, my wife, my wife always jokes, and this this is no joke. When, when we started going to to Memphis, because my 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 biggest connection to to Tennessee has been Memphis, through the Midtown Church of Christ, where Harold Red, yeah, um, is the senior minister there. You know, I, I spent almost two and a half years uh, a close relationship slash mentorship and stuff. At, you know, at Midtown, and I remember. You know, when 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 you come off uh, and you, and you cross the bridge, you know, and and so the the, the bass pyramid is going to be on your left before <laughs> before you before you before you make that turn off to to get and make your way back, you know, to the the Midtown Church of Christ. There is the the big sign that you see on the left that has um, Nashville on it, and I'll never forget the first time we we made that trip, uh, and my wife saw the Nashville sign. She was like, we. We, we need to visit Nashville. And I'm like, what, what, what is, what is there in Nashville that we need to visit? <laughs> <laughs> but every time I they have another you, Bass Pro, that's what you need to go no, see. No, no, no. <laughs> I was like, I was like, Sherry, my wife's name is Sherry. And I'm like, Sherry, there, there is no need. Like we probably will be here and never, ever, ever go to Nashville. <laughs> <I'm so laughs> <in. laughs> <laughs> As a native Nashvilleian, I I, I I get it, and I, I'm not offended, but it's just funny because oh you know, my goodness. Memphis oh, and Nashville right. they they pick on each other's nerves. Uh, there's good and bad about both. But anyway, <laughs> anyway, yes, sir. Well, man, okay. So, Chris, do you have the the scripture for us? Yes, it was Great. Romans fifteen five verses five and six. Yeah. Um, it was. Now may the God who gives perseverance and encouragement grant you to be the same mind with one another, according to Jesus Christ, so that with one purpose mm -hmm. and one voice, you may glorify the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, sir. One purpose and one voice. Patterson was there at Harding University's lectureship uh, here at the time of recording just about three or so weeks ago, and they were coming out of the first and second Corinthians. And consistently, there is a call for unity within yes. that congregation. Not even, uh, you know, churches. Um, you know, not even churches as as separate as uh, you know Antioch or Jackson Street or Tusculum, but as you know, like the two or three house churches that made up yeah. the church yeah. in Corinth. The uh, the calls are similar there. Man, it is. It was powerful. It was. It was powerful. <laughs> It's yeah. it's telling that yeah, that yeah. is still very much a relevant message for yeah. uh, for us today, and that brings me to the whole you know kind of bring it back around, uh, bring it back full circle here. 
that's why I am so impressed by just y'all's sense of, hey, we're kind of here. We're all, most of us are fairly new or you know, have been here just a few years in our uh, positions here in Nashville. Let's, let's get together and let's lean on each other because <laughs> ministry can be pretty isolating, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Can y'all yeah. talk to me about that? How is it that ministry can be isolating? And was that an impetus for wanting to lean on each other in the way that you uh, did here? Um, I, as you know, just the just the isolation of, of when you're having to deal with certain different issues at your congregation, and especially being new, because it's also the reluctance of, okay, I don't know who to trust in the congregation, you know, so I really, but who can I pour my heart out to when you just want to vent as a, as a, as a preacher. And, um, and so, and then the, sometimes the, the enemy begins to play tricks with your mind that, hey, you in this all alone, you know, you might not be in the right city, you know, <laughs> just all of that stuff. There's nobody out there for you to lean on. And so just to be able to, for, for us, I think it, it just, it, it started out organically just as, hey, let's just get together to meet, you know, to um, know more about each other since we were all new. And, and what birthed out of that was, okay, we can also lean, you know, lean on each other, you know, because when we would come together to eat, it was always a lot of laughing and joking or talking about um, like um, different preachers who have blessed us and, and good books to read and all. And so it was just like a, a, a natural camaraderie that, that it was just birth birth out of friendship and out of food and all and so that was that was the blessing but i can i i can't i can truly say and i think patterson would agree after we began to to meet and have lunch you felt like you had um an, like an actual fraternity you know yeah. in the area where you yeah. where, where, where you stayed at a, an actual preaching family that hey if this is getting hectic and, and uh, I can call on Patterson, which I, you know, which I have, which I have, and 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 all, and and so that was the that was I think the one of the biggest takeaways of after the food and 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 the friend and and having a good time, all of us could be like, okay, we know that if we ever need a pick me up or some encouragement, we got four or five brothers we could call on, you know, that would definitely be there for us. Yeah, I think I think um, and I I I I second everything Chris said. Uh, I think for me, you know, coming in, my experience has always been, of course, a bit different. I'm I'm coming from the Caribbean, uh, you know, where everybody knows everybody because there's always opportunities for all of the congregations, even if it's once a year where we have like an island wide fellowship, yeah. or you would do two or three in one. Right and stuff like that I've always been a part of congregations and even when I when I got into the pulpit and was blessed with the opportunity to lead you know always encourage uh, you know the congregations that I was able to minister to not to self-isolate yeah you know um, get together get to know um, partner with cooperate live life 
as a broader church and not simply in the isolation of con congregationalism. And I, I think um, not just in our fellowship, but in any in any faith group, sometimes we 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 tend to think in Christendom, okay. While I'm not knocking autonomy, uh, that's that's not what I'm doing. I believe you know there is a place for it, of course, but I feel like we 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 sometimes draw um, draw those geographical lines right. or borders when it comes to the greater work that we're all yes. supposed to participate in, which is saving souls. Um, yes. you know, and and it limits us in so many ways because. Yes. You know, we, we always hear the, the, the statement, you know, money makes the world go round. We know that's not true in the fullest sense of the term, but there's some truth to it in terms of, you know, you, you have to pay your bills. You have to do all this kind of stuff and it involves money. Well, it's the same thing when we're doing service, um, depending on how grand a scale we're operating when it comes to ministry, it's going to take finance. Yes. Um, and then, you know, if you're doing evangelism right, if you're doing discipleship right, right, then you will encounter people that are less fortunate, that need assistance here and there. Yeah. And so, you, you know, I, I just came at this even when I when I when I came to Nashville, yes. uh, I came with this mentality that that's been in my DNA. You yes. cannot do it. You should not. It was never in right. God's design for us to to be in isolation as we pursue you know, Christian living. Amen. Uh, and then to add a next component, to be honest, um, yes. this, this had more to do with, with, with my context here at Antioch. Um, I, felt, I felt the need for this greater together and, and why I, I'm so invested in it is because uh, I serve at a church that is becoming more and more multicultural, more and more multi-ethnic. Yeah. Uh, and so what what better way to help help my church expand our thinking uh you know of all the different groups that we have we we have a, a beautiful mix of hispanic members uh you know where we have a growing population once again of, of african-american um, yes. brethren and of course you know the, the majority of our membership here is is caucasian in nature and so what what better way uh, to help people experience the wonder of, you know, what it looks like to be in a in, in a multicultural setting yeah. as as a multicultural worship, um, you know, so experiencing the African American style uh, of crisp, you know, preaching, uh, experiencing different styles of prayer, experiencing different worship leaders, you know, and and just just the atmosphere experiencing uh you know people being being boisterous and emotional while while the preacher is preaching all the songs or the prayers and stuff like that so you know for me it's like where the experience factor is 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 going to be great in terms of learning and stretching and expanding people's perception of of life and worship and everything else so so I, I just felt like this couldn't come at a better time. Yeah. 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 And, and if I could, if I could second or third, whichever one it is, everything Pat Patterson said, um, like I said, God, God had his had, had his hand on it and 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 Patterson hit it on the head of 
of churches not being in isolation, even though we are autonomous and and we have to give a shout out just to the, the elders yes, sir. of, of, of yes, the sir. congregations because they were just as supportive as the ministers. And I remember even one of the times after service when we was having a time of just elders and ministers together praying how one of the elders were, were um, they were mentioning how this cannot stop. In other words, we've started yeah. something great of the churches churches coming together on one purpose. And so basically, I'm going to paraphrase his words that we have to make sure we don't get in the way of what God is doing yeah. and, yeah. and stay united. So the, the, the elders, they have been extremely important. And just yeah. to just to show you just the fruits of, of what Patterson was saying of how um, how of us coming together, we had the, the walk for water yesterday. Mm -hmm. um, with the greater together churches of Christ and, and now even more churches of Christ came on board to help. And so I think we had at least 20 congregations represented. So yes, we, um, we broke a record. We broke the record for healing hands when it comes for walking for water Um, 900. And I think 33 people showed up to walk in the rain. That's in the rain. Yeah. Um, and and it, we, it's a little chilly uh, up there too, right? Yeah, literally, <laughs> but, 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 but definitely the rain. And um, as of last night, um, we had raised over 50000 around $50,000. So we're on track to build seven wells in Africa. And so all of that would, would not have been possible if one congregation did it, you know, but by all the congregations coming together and participating, we were actually able to do something. In other words, us coming together, being greater together, we're always um, we're always going to be able to get more done than one or two congregations trying to do it by themselves. And I think even last night was a witness to that as well. Yeah, 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 man. Yes, sir. Guys, I'm. It's not good for a podcast host to be speechless, but I, <laughs> I'm, I'm basically speechless just at how how just beautiful and. And, and neat and and moving and touching all of this is it uh, I'll, I'll i'll mention this um in south texas it uh, ministry can be pretty isolating because um you know and, and, and y'all have experienced this too i'm sure um sometimes you know, churches might have the same uh, same name on the door same last name on the door right church of christ and don't yeah. always get along, no. and uh, when that's the case, it's uh, it's a real detriment, and yeah. it's a real blight on our witness, mm -hmm. and um, you know, it, and especially in a context like a cultural context like mine, where there are just fewer churches of Christ anyway, because we're we're kind of outside of the Bible Belt, right? Um, Nashville, I mean, you you mentioned that you had twenty churches of Christ to or representatives of 20 different churches of christ there for walk for water uh, you could throw a stick and hit 20 churches of christ oh, yeah. <laughs> in, <laughs> in nashville you know oh, yeah. um, but down here it's uh, it's a little different and so i'm just man i'm just so thrilled that uh that this seems to be a a really beautiful beginning of mm. uh, of something neat let me ask dream with me for a minute as, as we kind of get near to the end of our time this morning dream with me for a minute let's say that things like this continue happening and um y'all keep getting to do uh this kind of thing with your with your churches 
what are some things you'd love to see happen? Hmm. Patterson, I'll let you, I'll, I'll let you. Oh, okay. No, that's, that's yeah. cool, bro. I mean, it, you know, I, I, I think just, just spending time with, 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 with a group of guys. And, and recently I need to put this in too, because th this kind of falls as a good transition into what we were talking about and what I'm about to share. You, you know, I, I think the, the whole greater together concept and, and everything that we did kind of just proved that people are in fact hungry. Yes. For for unity to for collaboration for working yes. and you know uh, one one of the newest uh persons to come on board in terms of you know just having lunch with us and stuff was a brother is a brother by the name of of Derek Shepherd yeah uh, you know at the time when we met Derek Derek was ministering over in a church in Goodlettsville Goodlettsville Church of Christ I believe and he was just getting ready to transition from Goodlettsville over into Yuna, which Yuna is, you know, pretty close to all of us. It's like five or six minutes from me, five minutes from Royal Hill, um, you know, if not less. But as soon as Derek was moving, even when he was negotiating, right, he told the eldership, listen, I would definitely want this church to be a part, a major part of the Greater Together group. And because they, they, you had a couple elders that were already participating in different events, they were like, hey, absolutely. And yeah. so, you know, they, they, they are, say officially, but, but they came on board in, in, yes. in a major way and, and they are offering to assist wherever and whenever necessary. So all that to say this, you know, the hope is uh, and, and we have we, we, we have every single one of these brothers are big dreamers. And I, I feel like, you know, whenever we're talking dreaming big, there's a negative connotation of, of course, that that often is associated with it. Uh, because you get the sense of, well, oh, you're just thinking about grandeur and you're just thinking about, you know, developing a name for yourself. I could safely say, and Chris could 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 say otherwise. I could safely say when when I talk about dreaming big, every single one of the, these brothers that I've I've come to to hold dear as friends, and and and, and co-laborers, the, the the big vision is always about ministry. Mm -hmm. How could we go from reaching a hundred people to a thousand people to a hundred thousand people to a million people? So so the dream as far as greater together is 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 big but yeah. it's it's big because of ministry and so to answer your question it's going to be vague at best because the yeah. the, the vision for greater together and what greater together it yeah. you know can accomplish in the future or hopes to accomplish in the future is always going to be how could we impact as many people as we possibly can yeah. um what that looks like in terms of specificity, I can't say. Um, you know, the Walk for Water event was just one thing. Uh, we're, we're thinking about in the future, you know, possibly hosting a conference of some sort, uh, doing some some other types of, of service-oriented events, you know. So uh, 
you know, again, the sky's the limit, especially when we come together and we yeah. pool our resources. Um, I'll say one more thing and I'll, I'll, I'll let Chris talk. Uh, I think for me, and again, just talking with all the other brothers and, and knowing my context, part of, of the vision for me is, is really incorporating a fuller sense of uh, a bilingual approach to, to ministry. Uh, I serve at a congregation that has a, a large Hispanic group and the drive has been, I didn't, I didn't push that. I came here where that was already um, in the works and developing. Uh, we have a, we have a Hispanic minister. We don't even call him the Hispanic minister really, but we have a minister here in the person of, of Jose Nieto, who, who is and, and has done a, a great job in, in developing a culture that doesn't, see our worship split between Hispanics worship at a specific time and the English speaking. No, we, yeah. we have a, a culture at least we're trying to develop a, a better culture where we're all in the same space. We use interpretation, um, uh, you know, technology and stuff like that, uh, you know, bilingual singing, full Spanish songs, you, you know, the whole nine yards. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and for me, for me, when I think about it, I think one of the components I would love to see that the greater together is able to cultivate uh, along, you know, in the Nashville area is to help create an atmosphere that, that says we don't have to do these ministries separate mm -hmm. uh, but it might take some more work but yeah. it could be yeah. that we could create um something that is inclusive um, yeah. and doesn't just include right yeah. uh, and so that's that's one of the areas that i i i think of and dream of uh, and i know we've spoken about that but uh, I'll, I'll let chris kind of share some of his thoughts as well no, I just agree with everything that Patterson says, and I, I would, um, and, and like I said, and this just is something I I dream about. But I I think with the greater together and Nashville being, you know, we we know heaven is our headquarters, but Nashville being one of the U.S. headquarters of the Churches <laughs> of Christ. <laughs> oh man, oh, it's man. A, it's like a fort in yeah. the enemy occupied territory of of earth <laughs> right 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 <laughs> and so um i i really think there there are um there's enough churches of christ in middle tennessee that i really think that we could each year pack out nissan stadium i really Amen. i really i really think so yeah. and so like patterson say if we could grow it we're able we're able to um get thousands and thousands of, of people in there at one time. I, I think more, I think that God is definitely more than able and just with the different resources that are here in, in the church of Christ. You know, that's one thing, that's one of the things I, I tell um, the leadership here is that, hey, if we ever need any type of resource, we don't have to, we don't have to go out to outside of, of one of the churches of Christ here because it's just that many resources here yeah. um, in, in Middle Tennessee, you know, just in Middle Tennessee. And so that that's one of the dreams I have that we're able to grow this, that we have to have it somewhere like that Nissan Stadium. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Chris, uh, who who plays at Nissan Stadium? I forgot. 
Ah, uh, I think it's the Dallas Cowboys. We'll put a real winner in the in the tight. Let me stop. You might have to edit it out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> maybe maybe not after last night's game. Uh, oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> guys, I man, and that specifically, Patterson, you mentioning. Um, you mentioning, uh, you know, the the multiculturalism of the yes. Antioch congregation and particularly or more broadly, the Antioch neighborhood. Um, since I'm since I'm from Nashville, you know, you all like whenever you live in a town, especially when you grew up there, you always yeah. like you kind of know it's like, OK, well, like there's there's usually higher concentrations of this particular ethnicity in these parts mm-hmm. of town and Antioch has been that way for uh, a while that I, I can remember at least. Yeah. And to have, to have y'all um, yeah. experiencing or, or, or for y'all to be aware that, you know, it, it is good to be able to offer ministry in, you know, for, for English speakers and Spanish speakers, those are good things. But ultimately, you you use that word that I'm that I'm big on when when understood in the best way, I- I- inclusion. Yes. Um, it, there's there's this beautiful scene in the Book of Revelation, oh, bro. where yeah. you know, all peoples, a, a countless multitude yeah, uh, yeah. from every nation, tribe, tongue, and uh, and people yes. are are singing it and worshiping, and you know to to be able to try to uh, realize that in miniature there in you know places like Antioch or yeah. or even places like Corpus Christi where the city itself I believe is if not 50 percent uh you know Hispanic it might be a little bit more and it's you know very very common for um you know for friends here who grew up in the valley of South Texas to speak Spanish and English equally you know with equal proficiency and um, you know, there's a great need for that kind of thing here, just like in places like Antioch and elsewhere. Um, man, I, I I hope that that works out well for y'all, and that uh, this I, I think it's fair to say this greater together movement is yeah. yes. kind of heading in in that direction. I, I I really hope that that takes off mm-hmm. and um, and encourages people to get to know and and get to work with work alongside others who are in some way whether language or skin color or whatever it is in some way different from them and we're all as we're all pulling each other along and growing uh growing in greater christ-likeness man that's just that's cool guys that's really cool well hey as we wrap up uh here is there uh, is there one final like home run point or takeaway or anything else like that that y'all that either of you want to share either or both of you want to share as we uh, as we wind down today yeah i'll go first and i'll let patterson close it out um it's something patterson said which i totally agree with and and i think i've i've I personally I've, I've seen it i think that is it is the season that members are hungry for unity mm-hmm. they are hungry for it and all in is you can you can just t- you can just tell it's you know I can't um, remember just how many members 
have come up to me from congregation where I serve at and other congregations like this is how it's supposed to be. So there is a, I think there is a shift. And I, um, and I had even one um, older preacher mentioned that, you know, this may be the shift God is trying to send the church in after COVID, you know, mm-hmm. that, hey, it's time, it's time for the churches to come together and do way more collaboration and definitely be diverse. And so that's, that would be my, my home run point is that I think our congregations are hungry for unity. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Praise God. I'll, I'll, I'll end by saying this um, because I, I almost feel the need, the need to, um, especially since your, your podcast makes it all over the U S and the Caribbean and the, and the world, honestly, um, you know, greater together is not, is not an entity separate and apart from the churches of Christ. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, it's, it's sad that I have to make that disclaimer, but I know I know our fellowship. Sure. It, it, is, it is not. It is, you it know is, your people, it, right? That, yeah. And how yeah. we are. How we oh are. My yeah. goodness. Oh, yeah. my goodness. It is It yeah. is not an entity separate and apart from, you know, the church. Uh, rather, what it is, it's an intentional uh, perspective and view toward collaboration and unity uh, for too long you know the, the simplest of things uh, have have separated us and caused us not to come together uh, and I know some of those things are theological I know some of those things are opinionated and quite frankly even some of the things we claim to be theological we recognize if it's if we're honest with ourselves it's opinionated but it's the idea you know the the, 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 point, the sure. point I'm, I'm the point I'm making is this is in fact an effort for us to just come together yes worship get to know each other and help in terms of serving the communities of which we are a part, serving this world as we strive to bring people closer to Christ. If you have a theological difference, we have avenues that we could deal with that. It doesn't mean to say we can't wave each other hello when we're passing in the aisles at Walmart, Mm -hmm. right? And so... I think this is a perfect effort for us to to teach our current membership and future memberships that we need to be adults, we need to be mature, and having a difference of view doesn't mean that you need to treat somebody as if they're already destined for a place that none of us wants to go. And, And so, you know, really that's the drive, that's the thrust, that's the hope. This is not an elite group. Right. That you have to a membership to anybody and everybody. Let me repeat that. Yes. Anybody and everybody is welcome to come in and participate. All yes. right. So, yeah. so I, I feel the need to make that absolutely clear. Yeah. That's Guys, good, bro. This this has been just an absolute treat to be able to hear about all of this. My heart is warmed greatly. <laughs> as a as a nashvilleian and i don't know if you can see my tennessee flag over here i live yeah, in texas yeah. I, was I, just want, I, was I just want these guys to know okay right oh. you know i my my kids my, my six-year-old last year in kindergarten he's in first grade now but last year in kindergarten it, we were just walking around walmart one day and he saw a texas longhorn and he's yeah. like dad that's a longhorn and i'm like 
<laughs> how do you know how do you know what that is and he's like oh we're oh, learning man. about it and like what, what do you say like texas symbols or something like that and so whenever they oh, see man. the texas flag i say dad that's <laughs> our state flag he's like yeah buddy but we like our state flags with three stars <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but to hear to hear this kind of thing happening in my hometown is just absolutely heartwarming I was in Memphis at Harding School of Theology. Um, actually, I, I was out of the state at that time when the when the floods happened 12 years ago, the major flooding that, I mean, goodness, it took the Cumberland River up to, you know, at least past, you know, second or third avenue there mm -hmm. uh, downtown just ugly ugly devastation 500 year flood and it hurt it physically hurt that i couldn't be there to help you know my girlfriend at the time now wife's family drain out their um you know their basement uh you know to check on my folks who still live you know hmm. between opryland uh, hotel and the airport of oh, yeah. donaldson um it physically hurt but churches jumped in and they they helped out and here we are coming out of a, a, an even greater catastrophe of of covid and it seems like the the rust is being scraped off the the dust is being shaken off and and people and and churches are waking up and they're saying you know we're ready we're ready to 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 get up and to do something, it's time. It's absolutely yeah. time. And it just is just so heartwarming to yeah. know that uh, not just with the five of y'all, but with so many others there in, in Nashville, in the middle Tennessee area, are willing to say, God, here I am. Send me. Yeah. Yes, so, sir. Yes, sir. Guys, this has been a treat. I really appreciate y'all's time. Blessings on the rest of uh, what y'all are doing. May our uh, may our failures be redeemable. Uh, I'll repeat that again. <laughs> be redeemable. And um, I, I'm man. I'm just delighted. And uh, y'all are always welcome to uh, to come and. You know, uh, uh, free advertising for anything else that's happening there in Nashville with uh, with this group. Okay, guys. Absolutely. Thank, Thank you, you so much, Doctor Burke, for the opportunity. Appreciate y'all very much. Y'all take care. All, All right, right. Pat. All right, bro.